holidays, and welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. We want to invite you to come join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show and chat about all sorts of things. If you'd like to throw a little financial support our way and help keep this show going, we also invite you to check out our Patreon. A shout out to our members at the big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blarnimus Slump, Emily S, Jason K, Just Mike Works, and Ross D. And now a recap of Session 46. Following the big fight with the Triceratops, we take an overnight in the crypt room where we killed it. Some redcaps come to the door and we do a silly barter. After the rest, we decide to go back into the 12 statue room to see what they all say with the Auradin cloak we got, which allows us to read the language. Terrible things happen and the statues seem to cast Phantasmal Killer on everyone. We run away. We go into another room and this one has some scorch marks and runes made of literal blood and shit. Gross. We move into yet another room and find a Zolgath, demon, and a huge Stegosaurus. We try to talk them down, but in the end have to fight. Jeb goes down. Nonetheless, the battle is controlled reasonably well, and we stand victorious. You all stand in the room after felling your foes. Sound of gently trickling water into the pools. If you search... Shrashek. Shrashek has a handful of things. The obvious one being a plus one striking spiked gauntlet. Those are just becoming ubiquitous with the Zolgath of this chapter. There's also a religious symbol of Zev Gavazeb, of course. So wooden? Uh, yeah, nothing special about it in uh, that regard. Don't care. I already got one of them. She also has this missive on her. It's written in some script that's both flowing and jagged at the same time. Wiz tries to read it. It's in Draconic. What a beautiful language. It reads, Mighty Shrashek, I humbly regret that I have not yet unraveled the secrets of the Moonstone Pools within the temple. I agree that the knowledge they contain could elevate you among your peers, and I'm working diligently with the diadem you provided. The occult phrases below should help draw the pool's power, if pronounced with sufficient care. If they do not function, I will need more time to explore the site and examine other relics. In parentheses it says, The diadem your rival Uzensho destroyed with her tampering is of no use, and there seems to be no way to wrest the diadem the peevish ghost wears from his head. I will, of course, bring you more victims. Your god demands sacrifice. Let their flesh empower your rituals. Sincerely, Duskalite. Wait, she's working with a Bargas too? <laughs> Sacrificing things? Uh, didn't we get the diadem from the peevish ghost? He gave no, us we a- took a broken diadem. We got a broken diadem. But didn't he say he was going to give us all of his mortal belongings as payment? But he asked us not to disturb anybody else's tomb, but we could we could take his shit. That's correct. The diadem was not a monk. The diadem was not a monk. Okay. Yep. I remember asking that because I was like, ooh, can I get the, like a like a full one of these? But how, no. What was the peevish's ghost name again? Ulfadar. Didn't we kind of piss him off last time we saw him? 
I feel like everybody pisses him off, so whatever. Yeah, I think we piss off everybody else, though, so it works out. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I call out, Othadar, are you there? No response. No. Never mind. Start pissing in one of the pools and call it Althadari there. I'm, de I'm desecrating your temple. <laughs> he immediately shows up, <laughs> hovering over the pools. What are you doing? Brilliant. This is what you get for not coming when we asked the first okay, time. Okay, just stop, please. What does oh, the diadem good. do? Get, 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 get the elf to stop peeing at the moonstone pool. I, I pick up the wizard by his shoulders with his dick still in his hand peeing. I just like spin him around so he's just peeing on the floor. Oh, do you have any way to clean <laughs> that? <laughs> Anybody cast press the digitation I, in this I lot? can, but I don't know if I would. <laughs> yeah, I will. Who is those? What do you want? You want to know more about the diadem? The I hear you have one. He reaches his his hand up and touches the circlet about his uh, brow, and is that thing actually real? I just assumed it was like part of your manifestation. It's fused with me. Oh, well, I see why you don't want to give it up. Well, I've decided. I had decided. He looks over at the wizard with like angry eyes to bestow it upon you. To assist in saving this isle. Then why haven't you given it to us yet? The temple still has miscreants in, in it. And I'm not talking about you. Wouldn't that assist us with getting rid of them? No. There's no combat powers. Then what do, are they talking about when they say that the broken one is of no use to them? The, the, the diadems unlock visions in the moonstone pools okay they are tied to memories one. the broken one will do no good not which in is, the sanctum which is why we need a full one after you cleanse the temple what if these visions help us how they show the past the past has power true however no well Good luck with your Zolgath problem, then. Let's go, Wait, guys. what? Yeah, I start pissing in the pool again. <laughs> you start walking away. <laughs> no! 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 Moonlight, give me a, what, intimidate? Is that a coerce? <laughs> that coercion? Probably that a coercion. <laughs> I don't know if I call it's it a diplomacy. Bluff, a bluff, maybe? Oh, Moonlight's serious. Oh. I, don't need, I don't need this shit. I'll walk away. <laughs> Based on Moonlight's motivations, you pick whichever social check you want to make here. Bernard thinks it's a bluff. Just want to here, point that out. Well, Bernard might be bluffing. Moonlight now has been told that the person that has been helping them doesn't give a shit about Aridin, so I no longer give a shit about Aridin. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So then this is intimidation? So I'm going with intimidation. All right, make that course check. You still have the one that allows you to do it like immediately, right? Yeah, I still got the uh, quick coercion. Yes. Well, that what'd you get? A thirty-six. Wow. We knew Moonlight was good at this. 
Yes. Fight! Wait! 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 Please! I. Fine. Do you promise to continue your work until this is finished? Will you keep your word? Yes. I will do everything I can to help you. And he reaches up to his head and he pulls off the diadem and he hands it to Moonlight. Here, you can have this one. Moonlight hands him the broken one. <laughs> uh, his ghostly form doesn't even like connect with it. It falls and hits the moonstone fl- floor. I thought maybe it'd make it feel like it was still there. Hey, I got some questions for you, too. Are you still peeing? No, you can't be. No, I'm done. Uh, do you know anything about that stone golem in the room to the west of us? Ooh, good question. Yes, good, good, good question. Let me look that up real quick. The one that walks out of the wall. Yeah. And the, and the twelve. The I also would like to know about <laughs> the twelve masks or twelve whatever that was too. That shit was scary. That um, was everything about this dungeon, now, Tyler. Moonlight just scared the shit out of this man. You guys, you guys always. <laughs> Alright, uh, I guess we're going to do an info dump, is that what we're going to do? We'll do an RP you, info you, dump. You told us you are going to do a, a shit ton of info, so... I mean, this wasn't what I had in mind, but... <laughs> but here um, we are. In the room with the golem that comes out of the eye, that's the reflection room. The clergy, men of Aradon, meditated here, in that room. Will it attack us if we enter the room? Oh, yes. How do we make it not? None of you uh, have any spiritual touch. The creature will prevent non-believers from entering the room. Oh, of all well, kinds. Anything special in that room? Because yeah, that ain't gonna happen. I mean, scented incense? What about Just the twelve? Ah, the chamber of blessings is missing two pieces. So it's therefore agitated. Said something about sharing guises, so I thought that if we put one on, we would be sharing his guise. Yes, share, but not steal. Two of them have been stolen. Therefore, it's, well, hesitant to allow that to happen again. How long ago were they stolen? They were stolen by that feline woman. Oh, her. We don't like her. No, I don't much like her either. She is basically plundering the Moonstone Hall for her own evil desires. And she's plaguing these Zorgas for fools. We're definitely are fools. I was just saying, that, that's terrible as I look at the bag that has all the Moonstones. <laughs> He's already agreed to give you anything you find in here if you help him out, so he looks annoyed at the fact that you pointed it out. But aside from that, he ignores the comment. So, do we just leave that golem in that room alone then? Uh, it's supposed to be it here? It seems like it's a guardian of the temple, so. Yes, it is a facet of the Moonstone Hall. Oh, good. It's, oh, I did not want to fight it. It's a feature, not a bug. That's what they all Sorry. say. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go up these stairs to the east, then. Return yes. when you have finished, and I will show you how to use the diadem. Uh, Moonlight puts it on and stares into one of the pools. Does anything happen? 
No. You gotta speak those words. I don't. I closed that page already. Was there actually words on that page, or did you say words below? Don't think the words were actually on the page. Page. The oh. occult phrases below should help draw the pool's power if pronounced with sufficient care. I don't see any words below. Now, there's none on the handout, but on the opposite side of it, you see some phrases scribbled in. I would have I told them in like those phrases. Random consonants and vowels in here. So, unklak siguba or ansukudaki. But they don't do anything. Are they in a different language or are they still in Draconic? Still in Draconic. As the wizard looks at them, he kind of cocks an eyebrow and thinks, this is probably gibberish. Go ahead and give me an Arcana check. 23. These are bullshit phrases. There's no magic. in Draconic's really straightforward. When you have a syllable or a series of syllables, they have direct ties to the School of Magic. This is all just garbage. So as David said, we head towards the stairs. There are two doors over here. One of them is vastly separate from the other. One is the door just like you've come across at the Moonstone Hall since your journey here. But the one to the east is an iron door set with a very large and complex looking lock. Have we found any keys here? <laughs> can't remember. As you guys are examining that iron door, Ulthadar dematerializes from the Moonstone Pool room, the sanctuary, uh, and rematerializes in front of this locked iron door. And he goes, Be warned. The priests from after my time installed the doors and locked to protect something dangerous. I don't know what it is, but I assume it's locked for a good reason. So, lock something in or lock us out? I don't know. Well, let's go south first, then. He dematerializes again. I'll check this door for traps. 18. Might we'll look it over. So. Somebody else. Get a 16. Looks good. Not, not trapped. I open the door. Peach Pie opens the door, and this room is awash in blood. Two large steel wash tubs stand on the west side of this room underneath ceiling hooks holding tattered remnants of curtains didn't go the way you thought it did but the tubs are half full of blood and meat oh well that's just disturbing no creatures or anything though not that you can see no yeah i could have done it without this room well, like we, we could just skip it. That's disturbing. Is there like a bookshelf on the other side? What is that? Oh, that's a. Uh, that? It's a it's a rack with like 
folded garments stacked in that cabinet cabinet just like daily priest fashion i have to say as much as i find this room distasteful just playing peach pie as peach pie i don't think he'd care too much and he'd maybe just take a little bit closer to look to see what the hell's going on here yeah i was gonna say the same thing for moonlight to see it say uh, for you this is like seeing logs in a wood chipper for us like it doesn't even register it's like you know i want to know what i mean you described as meat moonlight wants to know what that means (laughs) <laughs> so I get a, I get a thirty-one. Moonlight only gets a seventeen. Well, Moonlight, the tub is probably like just over eye level for you, so it makes sense. You'd have to like get close and go on your tippy branches. Mm-hmm. But Peach Pie, as you lean closer, you notice, and it's still the water in here is well. Sorry, the blood in here is still, but you notice a couple of toes sticking just above the line of blood. I pinch one of the toes and lift. You pull out what looks like is going to be a whole leg, but right halfway up the shin, it's just lopped off. I set it back down. Is it human? Definitely human, sorry. To be clear. Yeah. Two Bernard wretches. (laughs) I see Bernard like throwing up on like (laughs) the side like a baby like on the side of your shirt just like <laughs> Bernard's way too civilized of a rainbow squirrel to just vomit on his friend's clothes <laughs> I really hope we find a blood ooze <laughs> Peach Pie as you put that severed leg back into the wash tub Moonlight and Peach Pie from each of the two tubs you see a ghostly figure rise up from the tubs Peach Pie, the one in front of you looks like the ghost of a clown. And then you look closer. You recognize that clown. That's Floppy. Floppy's there in full clown makeup, just hanging there in his ghostly form. Floppy? Is that you? The ghostly eyes raise up to meet you at eye level, and they're completely white. Floppy's mouth begins to open as far as it could go and then it goes a little farther and a little farther and suddenly that defined clown form that you see right in front of you turns into this absolute horrifying bleeding eyed toothy mouth specter uh, that'd be the same same thing roughly for, you, for the one in front of you Moonlight, but yours just looks like a hand for your circus wearing the faded trousers holding a shovel in one hand perhaps so when Moonlight first sees them they'll just say something like perhaps this is the sacrifice room, or at least the sacrifice's bodies oh yes Frequently, people would go missing from the menagerie and not return. Initiative. At the top of the order is our first undead friend, and it's what was the form of Floppy. He lunges at Peach Pie. With his second action, he is going to reach a spectral hand out through Peach Pie's chest. It's a 33 to hit. Uh, yeah, that'll hurt. 
Peach Pie will take nine points of negative damage and needs to make a fortitude save. I get a 27. Okay. Well, isn't there something special about your fortitude successes? Yeah, they're critical successes. So you get a critical success. That's true. On, on this. Yes. You succeed. And no effect. I, honestly, it's like cheating. I'm cheating. That's what I'm doing. Well, with the barbarian for, great fortitude? It's so good. It's it, so good. It is really good. Like evasion for fortitude saves. Yeah, exactly. With its third action, it's going to look down at its spectral hand like it didn't do anything and go for you again. Floppy would know Peach Pie fears no death. And it gets a 17 to hit. And it misses. That brings us over to Jebediah. Jebediah, you see this ghost attack Peach Pie in the room. I don't know about ghosts. No, it's I ain't afraid of no ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a curtain between me right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there is a curtain in front of the washroom here. Alright, I'll place myself between the two, and I don't know much about ghosts, but I'll try to swing at it. A miss. 19 misses. Did it look like I miss, or did it look like I went through it? No, you know, you actually miss. You don't just go through it. 28. Ah, 28. That will hit. We'll try some magical slicing. 13 damage. 13 damage. Your axe just through the ghostly form, but it actually breaks that ghostly form apart, almost like you're slicing through smoke, and it slowly reforms again. Yeah, and Turtle's going to walk up, and then she's going to see what it is, and she's going to know. Nope. (laughs) Turtle nopes right back out of the room. Well, that's funny, because Moonlight's about to nope the fuck out of this room. (laughs) Speaking of noping out of the room, Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight reaches over, touches Jeb on the shoulder, and casts Heroism on him. Jeb, you get a plus one status bonus to attack rolls, perception checks, saving throws, and skill checks for ten minutes. Oh, heck yeah. And then I move to the back one. Back up, back up, back up. that's my turn. That takes us over to the Wiz. It's your turn. Should I just fireball it? I mean... Jeb and Peach Pie? What's your stance on me fireballing you? You know, your fireballs are getting a lot better. Don't you have any single target things? This is very meta, but I would assume whatever's behind that like weird or the door that was specially locked is probably going to be more powerful than these guys. That's true. I will just use a first level magic missile. Ooh, that's all, th- all, all three actions. Uh, the only one I can see, just the one right in front of Peach Pie. A total of 12 damage. Alright. The wizard fires off three magic missiles and they connect. Not like, you know, pass through like they're smoky in nature, but you see them right into the ghost and it takes all 12 damage. Peach Pie. You're up. Action one, rage. Action two, attack. Let's see how this goes. Alright. 35. 35 is a critical hit. Fantastic. 50 damage. 50 damage. Gets partially resisted. It resisted five of that. Here's where... amazing, amazing how a normal attack five is like, oh shit, that's a lot. On 50? Yeah, five doesn't seem so much. It's not, not too bad. This one's, uh, it's interesting. Ghosts or incorporeal... In, in, <laughs> in, Good luck. Incorporeal beings 
don't do that half damage thing. It's just built in to resist five for these particular ghosts. So anyways, yeah, it takes 45 points of that damage. Uh, it, Peach Pie's big top stake driver just all the way through it. And it does, it disperses it like smoke. And then it slowly melts back together. I'm sorry, Flappy. <laughs> but you're already dead. That's undead, Peach Pie. <laughs> Thank you for the correction, right. I attack with my third action. I get a 20 and I miss. Then the uh, unnamed circus hand steps or glides up to Jebediah with its first action. With its second action, reaches out with its spectral hand. Gets a 22 to hit. He spectrally does not. Jeb bounces out of the way because don't let the ghost touch you. We're going to try third action for another hit on Jeb. And get a natural one on the die, and that's going to miss. You guys are that, struggling. They're struggling. It's Floppy's turn. Floppy's going to reach out a spectral hand and just, like, grasp at Peach Pie. Like, almost comically, like, trying to give him a ghost hug. 26 to hit. That will hit. Wait, don't I do a fucking fortitude save, you bitch? Uh, you will in just a moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to happen. Aw, I get a 16 or fail. 16 does fail. Floppy is going to put the drained condition onto you. Oh, for God's sake. Drained, if you forget. You take a status penalty equal to your drained value on constitution-based checks. You also get a bunch of hit points removed from your max. But it's just you lose a number of hit points equal to your level times the drained value. So you're level 7. You will lose seven from your max hit points. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to attack for a third time. Sorry, second time, because that was its first attack. Rolling that one, that's going to miss. And why not? Let's do a third time. 16. Miss. All right. So that's Floppy's turn. It's going to take us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. Well, got to finish off the one that's we've been attacking with the 34. 34 is a crit. Will end its life. Just have to ask, is it a crit because of the extra plus one, or was it would have been anyways? That's a good question. Because of the plus one. Aw, thanks. Yeah, right on the it's, money. It's self-centered, but I needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making a difference? Am I making a difference over here in the corner? <laughs> Jeb, how much damage did you deal? 32. Right. Well, it gets partially resisted down to 27. However, that doesn't matter. Jeb swings the war axe through Floppy, and have, Floppy disperses. I have to look at something here. Pretty sure. Jason would have to be next to it, right? He would have to be up more. No, you're adjacent to it. Yeah, adjacent. Is he adjacent? They have to be adjacent enemy. to each oh, other. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. Thought I'd get to use my fucking like axe property. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. Nope, not this time, bud. It's pretty cool. They have two actions left, I believe. Well, let's continue to cleave through, huh? 26? 26 hits. I'll deal a little bit of damage here, and then uh, we'll just... I'm smart. I'm going to just move around and flank and be done. 
And after Jeb, it's Moonlight. Moonlight has a lot of negative energy, so Moonlight's not sure what, and mental, so Moonlight's not sure what to do. <laughs> Moonlight pulls out a book of Abadar. <laughs> or not Abadar, sorry, the the prayers and rituals of Aradin. Okay, ah. the prayer book. Yeah. You're gonna throw you're gonna throw I'm the gonna, Bible. I'm gonna there. throw the Aradin Bible at this guy. <laughs> I get a nineteen uh, on a die for a thirty-four to hit. Uh, yeah, that's a critical hit, as we previously previously determined. All right. Well, here comes eight d six plus eight, forty-two damage. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I don't want to get my description here mixed up in what properties this book might have for you on these throws because it's not ghost touch or positive however the book seems to glow as it passes right through the head of the circus hands ghostly form and it looks like it took a lot takes a lot longer for that form to come back together after being disrupted and third action we will cast shield Wizard, it's your turn. I use my bo- I drain my bonded item to recall magic missile at first level and redo my magic missile. Ten damage. Then that takes us to Peach Pie. It's your turn. I will step into flanking with my friend Jeb, and I will make an attack or two. Well, that's a thirty-four to hit. Fucking another critical hit right on the nose. Forty-six damage. Peach Pie destroys the innocuous looking circus hand and as its form completely dissipates you get a flash of it shoveling shit in the pens at a dreary dark circus both Jeb and Peach Pie get that vision before it disperses it's quick I almost feel bad for them well I feel bad for them because they were murdered by the assholes at the circus Celestial Menagerie, but I mean, you know? You know what I mean? I will tell you that Floppy was always a bit of a pathetic clown. And now he was a pathetic ghost. But he still didn't deserve to be brutally murdered twice. (laughs) I'm gonna clean the place up with prestidigitation. I appreciate you doing that, the wizard. I feel like we should also do something with the bodies and body parts. I was going to say, then you just are left with a a room that has uh, two tubs filled with body parts. Should we burn them? You just want to cast fire. It's going to smell worse than the troglodytes. How else do we want to dispose of them? Let's leave them for now, and we'll send a cleaning crew in once we're done. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) We are not sending a cleaning crew. No. Maybe this public works will be like, oh, we should, you know, renovate this temple of Arden and do something with it civically. It's, until they run into that stone golem, or that stone thing that comes out of the wall. Just lock that room up. Just lock that room. We're all good. I just want to burn shit. I know. Once we're done, we'll gather up all of the corpses and we'll burn them all. And you can do it exclusively with Fireball. Okay. Is there anything else in the room as I'm cleaning it? No, nothing of immediate value. The priests' out- outfits that are, you know, folded and stacked in this cabinet on the wall are—they're cheap threads. What next, party? We're we're gonna go. Oh, there's a hallway down here with a lot of doors. That's cool. 
Okay, now we can open all these doors at once, right? Yeah, this yes. is the typical bedroom yep. hall. So yeah, we so, open them all. There's a hallway which you all assume are bedrooms. Do you all line up along the hallway and just open them all at it's, once? It's our way, man. So, yes. Alright, everybody go ahead and line themselves up in front of the door they wish to open. Tim's on top. Turtle gets one. Turtle just looks at Jeb like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is what we're doing. I'm smart enough to do this. I open blows up. Alright. I, I do check mine for traps before opening the door. I do I not. don't. I do. I get a 16. There's no traps. Definitely not, yeah. Three, two, one, open. It's a bugbear having sex with an ogre. Five room oh. descriptions at once. Oh, it's the shining. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, from north to south, the wizard. In the far northern door, you open the door into a hallway. Turtle can't really communicate what's in their room. Maybe gives the equivalent of what would be a Siberian tiger shrugging. But otherwise, all of these rooms look the same. Each of the rooms are prepared as what looks like personal quarters. Uh, there's two beds in each of these rooms. Uh, there's a wardrobe. And it looks like you could see what remnants of Zolgaths. There's some, some piss and shit in a corner. Uh, there's some blood on the walls. Uh, the beds are all torn to pieces. It looks like they just idly started carving demonic symbols into the walls, just like because they're bored. Ulthadar materializes in front of you. So what do you want? Well, if you would like to access the moonstone pools, you may. I will teach you the command word. And... Are you saying this whole place is clear now? Oh yeah, that was the last of them. As far as I knew, at least. Good to know. Yeah, let's go to that locked room. Oh, we gotta search this room still. What's no, in this hallway? The hallway? There's nothing in the hallway. It's a hallway. Well, it leads to another room. Oh, on the northern end of that hallway is another large iron door with a complex iron lock. So, these pools. Let's go there. As you walk back, he kind of hovers alongside you, and he teaches you the command word for the diadem that I'm assuming Moonlight is wearing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Moonlight fancy. Ultadar takes you over to the pools, and he says, uh, You have, in fact, driven all of the heretics from my home before they could corrupt the heart of the temple. For that, you have my thanks. You have proven yourselves dependable allies to my order. You and your dead god. Yes, he kind of rolls his eyes. If you wish to peer into the moonstone pools, at this point I won't stop you. And he points to the diadem and says, This moonstone diadem can grant you sight into the pools before you. This allows you to focus on a memory or a knowledge that this place may have. Things that have happened here, things that have happened in association with the church. If you would like to share whatever vision, you can link hands with your comrades, circus folk. Uh, he doesn't have hands. And share in the vision. Uh, grasp the twigs branches i'm, I'm just imagining like like a panning shot where you see like the wizard who looks mostly normal hands down to jeb who's a dwarf who still looks mostly normal 
And then you see Turtle with her paw in Jeb's hand. And then from Turtle's paw, you see uh, a tree branch holding Turtle's paw. And then on that tree branch, you see the tree branch holding a tiny little rainbow squirrel hand. And then <laughs> a clown very stooped over, delicately holding the rainbow squirrel hand. <laughs> I like that you conveniently just uh, forgot about my spell slime. Like, it doesn't slime. exist. I'm asshole. sorry. What's its name? Does it have a name? Why would it have a name? <laughs> Called Uzi. Uzi. Ted, Ted doesn't even have a name. So so it starts with the spell slime then, and Ted, like, just holding it in his hand. The wizard holding it in his hand. You would have to specifically focus on something that would have happened within the Moonstone Hall. Or really any memory of perhaps the past user. You could really, if you would like, see my life in the past through this diadem. How did you die? Old age. Can we go watch him die? I mean, we probably could. Not sure that's best use of the time at the moment. No, truly, anything that's happened within the Moonstone Halls. Inside the Moonstone Halls. Doesn't have to be somebody, doesn't have to be someone with the diadem that saw it? No, the, the, the Moonstone Hall and its, and its properties observe its inhabitants. And those observances can be concentrated on at the pools, and you may see them. We see Moon- a lot of lonely priests jacking it. <laughs> Moonlight focuses on Dusklight. Moonlight and everybody else, th- through the virtue of holding hands with everybody, you see Mistress Dusklight. And Moonlight, this is kind of a surprise to you. Moonlight, this is really the first time you've really seen Mistress Dusklight, top to bottom, full light. But you see Mistress Dusklight walk down into the halls from a spiral staircase after handing some what look like some sort of valuable items to a, an ether spider, actually, at the very top of the Moonstone Temple. And it's she's speaking to it. And then you get a, a cut of her walking down the stairs and in- encountering the Zolgaths for the first time. They're talking to each other, and you hear them work out a deal where Mistress Dusklight will bring the Zolgaths sacrifices to their god if they allowed her into the Moonstone Halls and to search it. And then you get visions of Mistress Dusklight just going through the temple and shoving valuable relics under her vest while the Zogaths aren't looking, talking to Shrashek in the Moonstone Sanctum, telling her that there must be some way to unlock the pools in their power. You even get a vision of her going to the iron doors with a lockpick and picking them open. She actually opened them? She actually opened them. And enters into a room that has these opalescent stones in a spiral pattern in the floor. And in the center stands a statue of Aridin holding a chalice in his upright palm. And she goes carefully up to it grabs the chalice from the pal- from the statue's palm and the statue comes to life. She backs up and goes to the door and the statue follows her taking swings at her and she ducks out of the way 
and she finally holds the chalice up, and the statue grabs it from her, walks back to the center of the spiral pattern, and goes back to holding it once more, with her in the middle of the room. She kind of scratches her head, and then she leaves. Then we cut down to Mistress Dusklight, and one of her thugs, her circus hands with the big cudgels, the shaved bald head, almost looks like it might be Boars, even, carrying over his shoulder Floppy the Clown, and handing Floppy over to the Zolgaths. And as she turns away from the Zolgaths after handing Floppy over, the Zolgaths are just butchering the clown, and she walks away with a smirk on her face. So after that all clears up, Moonlight focuses on bubbles, just to see if anything shows up. Good idea. You don't get anything. How about the room with the twelve statues and Dusklight? Yeah, you said Dusklight stole those. Did we, did we see that during the flash? During the montage, yes, you did see Dusklight steal two masks from the room with the twelve statues. It almost looks like a, a one of those that you find at the mask parties, the very prototypical... Oh, masquerade mask? Masquerade mask, yeah, it's a masquerade mask with fine silk draping from it and colorful feathers. She takes that one and another mask from the merchant statue that's sewn with coins. When she takes the first one, nothing happens. When she goes to take the second one, you see it lurch out at her and she stumbles back. But then she rushes out of the room with the mask in tow. Having seen this room with the pearls, they say pearls or whatever whatever those they are in the floor. Yeah, like pearlescent or uh, opalescent inlays. They're not pearls. They're like that multi-colored, multi-faceted opal swirling patterns on the floor. I try concentrating on that and just like rewinding until I see them lock it. Like trying to figure out like what they were locking in or out or what it was oh, before like, it was locked. Or like the priests? Yeah, like why they locked this room up. You see the priests putting and create like you see the creation of this statue. Uh, but as you see the process go together, you see they sculpt the statue, and then for several days in a row, they cast some sort of ritual on the statue. Um, and after the ritual is cast, you see the statue start to go, like, berserk, almost, and swinging at the priests and things like that in the room. So they leave. They come back a little bit later, and then they begin casting the magic and inlaying the opalescent spiral pattern into the floor and as they completed it the statue settled down into the middle of the room and held its palm up they bring the chalice in inside this iron bound chest inside of an iron bound chest inside of an iron bound locked chest and when they pick up the chalice they don't use their hands they use mage hand to pick it up out of the multitude of chests place it on the statue's upturned hand they rush out of the room and close the doors lock them and you could fast forward from that point for hundreds and hundreds of years 
and no one ever goes into this room. They want that chalice. What kind of key do they use? This is some like Indiana Jones shit right here. It's a standard key, yeah. I mean, but it's complex we, Nothing locked. we've seen in here, though? No, no, it doesn't look like a fancy key or anything like that. It's a very standard key. Wizard, do you know anything about this chalice? Are there any, like, recall knowledge that I could do? I was going to say, you would have seen all of it. Go ahead and give me a... I want to say religion. I really do. But I want to be really sure before I settle on that. I'd anything other than religion, but... Yeah. But it's kind of where I'm at. Society, maybe, but... Um, actually... Society? I actually would allow any identification check. I want to make one, too, then. I'm identification or recall knowledge? Recall knowledge for identification. So one of the four. Arcane, nature, occultism, or religion. We'll let a look at it from an occult standpoint. I'm a hero pointed. Yeah, I go from religion and get a 21. I had Arcana and only got a 20. I rolled a fucking 3. Wouldn't like it's a 12 for occultism, so... Just to give you guys the, the chalice itself... Ooh. 37, not 20, with my not, hero point. Not 20. Nice. Um, nice. The chalice that this statue is holding on its upraised palm is what looks to be a time-worn chalice. Even when they brought this thing in the first time, it was what looks like it's made of dull tin. It's completely unassuming and really plain-looking chalice. However... So it's the Holy Grail. There is, around the rim, encircling the rim of the chalice, appears to be gold, silver, and ebony rims that are, like, spiraling and encircling the rim of the chalice. Wizard, the DC for this item is a 37. So because you rolled a 20 and got a 37, this was a critical success. Nice. You don't... There's no way. You can't handle it. You can't prove it. You're just seeing this thing, and with what care they're taking of it, you read something in a book a really long time ago from some of the ancient libraries in Keonan. In fact, the Eridanite priests did recover from a drow queen in Jalmeray, or under Jalmeray, I should say. So the Wiz would actually know everything about this. The Wiz would have heard of this in tales. Backstory-wise, I feel like you're either tying this directly into the Wiz's backstory, or just coincidentally, the Wiz knows everything about this. No, you do, and it's not a coincidence. The Wizard can't put two and two together, but you specifically remember being in a library that is extraordinarily familiar to you. Like, you must have spent hundreds upon hundreds hours in this massive library but you can't like pinpoint where that library is you just get this feeling that you you can picture this library in your memory just thinking about it you just don't know where it is or what it's called or who it's associated with and you have definitely read a book about this it's called the grail of twisted desires this is a unique magical item you are not entirely certain what it does, but anytime someone has held the grail and attempted to use it, sometimes they just look at whoever they're talking to after trying it and going, oh, this is wine. 
it magically produces wine in this grail. Sometimes it produces wine that has great healing effects. But every now and then, a user will sip from the grail of twisted desires and fall down dead where they stand. The grail of twisted desires. Hmm. I want it. Do you tell us this, wizard, or is this just all in your head? I tell everybody everything. Well, in the wizard's words. I don't know what the wizard's words would be. My goodness, this is incredibly exciting, the wizard. I can't believe that that's such a rare artifact here. We must go investigate it. Do you think they're wise? Almost certainly not, but it's what must be done. Yeah, it's a terrible idea, but we need to do it, like, right now. Well, don't see why not. Is there anything else we should think we should look into the pool for? I got nothing. You covered it really well. Anything about the Moonstone Halls or anything tied to the organization that ran it? I guess. I I mean, think on the orbs. Were the orbs ever here? That's what I was thinking. We could try and see if we could learn anything about the orbs. ripples appear on the pool's placid surface and instead of being a memory in your mind this one shows up in the pools the vision swims clearly into view the god Eridan stands atop a lofty peak across the islands below him five towers crowned with five gleaming orbs rise into the dawn sky Aridin's hands have touched each Aeon orb, and the reflection from each orb sparkles upon him. He lifts a long sword and gemstone cut into a five-pointed star and begins to chant in a powerful ancient language. His words evoke images of green growth, clear flowing waters, and radiant sunlight. As he completes his ritual, the Aeon Orbs flare and brilliant lines of golden light link each tower, crossing the miles between the structures and flowing toward the mountain where Eridan stands. The sun rises and sinks overhead, first slowly, then it begins to repeat the pattern of rising and sinking over and over which turns into dizzying speeds. The land flourishes during this time passing, and humans walk its surface. Above them, the five orbs orbit their towers, like jewels in glistening crowns. Suddenly, the throne atop the peak is empty. Mighty Aridin has died. The orbs lose their links to one another and begin to fade and slowly desecration creeps across the land as the bounty provided by the Aeon Orbs fades. Then, faintly, a new figure arises. The figure has indistinct features and at one moment seems two feet tall and at the next seems seven feet tall. Big trunk-like arms, a frail, scrawny body, a squat form, and it just doesn't have any distinction to the figure as it changes every time you try to focus on one part. This new figure reaches out, light emerging from outstretched fingers to bolster the failing orbs. And with that, the desolation slowly recedes 
and the green verdance of the Starstone Isles returns. That was a powerful vision. From the vision, could we tell where in the mountains this throne was seated? It was indistinct and vague, but anybody have lore Starstone Isles? No. No. That's hard to say. And anyone? No, oh, sorry. The vision was of the figure that arises is vague. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's us. Why do you say that? You know, he's like two feet tall, but then like really tall, and then a squat form, trunk out like arms. And oh, I was sitting here kind of like it was like uh. it was like morphing between our various visages. I'm sitting here trying to think of you what know how fucked up this is. I say, you know how fucked up this is gonna be when we all die. It's <laughs> like the only one left. We have new characters again. We can't. We just can't die anymore. That's it. Plot armor. We now have plot armor. Finally. <laughs> That's why it was vague. You know, it can it can accept new character looks. Anyone who would like to, after that strong vision, to make a religion check or nature or occultism. North, sure, huh? 25 religion. I'll do a 27 nature, I don't know why. 25 occultism. Peach Pie, Jebediah, Moonlight, you can tell that both from Aridin, when he was still atop the throne, and from the indistinct, vague figures, they all carry five pieces of a resonant reflection that you already have. You have one of them. But whatever figure went atop the mountain to stand on the throne had all five reflections. Well, looks like we need to visit some more towers. Ulthadar looks at you, and his eyes kind of are wide. Did you see that? Well, yeah. You do carry his reflections. You do carry the Aeon Orb's reflections. Well, one of them. One of them, yes. You must complete the task. You saw, correct? You saw. Well, yes, we saw. Why do we have to? Yeah, I think we're going to do what we want. He kind of like starts rubbing his chin. and He's like, I suppose you all do fit to an extent in each of Aroden's guises, despite not all being human. Yes, yes, you, you see. We are going to be the saviors, and and we're going to do it, you know, in a circus way. It's what we do. I've learned to accept this. We're not traditional heroes, you see, but we are heroes, says Bernard. He's very excited about all of this. He turns to look at the wizard, and he just goes, the, the scholar. And, and, and then he, he looks over at Peach oh, Pie. Good. I know it's coming. The artist. Oh, I thought it was going to be the fool. There is no fool. Oh. Then over to Jebediah and the hunter. And then over to Moonlight. The sexy I, one. I, <laughs> yes, I, how do I fit into this? I, I don't know what guys you take. You are a conundrum to me. I am me. I do not need one of Aridin's guises. And you hear this 
whisper kind of faintly in the background just And Ulthadar's form, like, static for a moment, just kind of, like, twitches, and just goes, What? What is that? What was that? None of your business. From his the tip of his hand, he holds his hand out in front of him, and his fingers begin unraveling in front of you. Like, this ghostly spiral of wisp just starts at his fingers and overtakes his arms, and as it's, like... He's completely dissipating. His eyes look terrified, and he looks afraid right before his face dissipates into nothingness. You hear the whisper again, Moonlight. Yes, he sees the foolishness now. And he disappears. Oh, thank God that asshole's gone. Like, and, I, and I walk through his ghost and like wave my arms and like dissipate and he... <laughs> like, while he's so. dissipating, Moonlight's gonna say something like, Appears your task here is done. You can move on. Ultidar's gone. So, this chalice. Yes, the Holy Grail. We're all gonna die. So that chalice. Oh, all Moonlight cares about is the guy's fucking gone. God, he's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> he would do his expose and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he exposed himself to me multiple times. I don't like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we went to the end of the store. Haven't had too much luck with that in the past, but we can give it a try. I get a 27 to start unlocking the store. 27 is a success. But you still have a couple of tumblers that are keeping this thing locked. That's not what my axe says. Iron door. Uh, 21 with my next one. Alright, for the listeners at home, we're going to skip the next 20 rolls while Moonlight tries to get a 14 or higher again. 31 is another success. You need three. See how quickly we can get this done. Nope. That's four checks. Not a critical fail. Does it reset if I get a critical fail? No, you break your pick. Oh, right. Oh, there's, there goes a pick. There goes a pick. Snap. Um, Do you have replacements? I had one replacement for that set. So that means you no longer have a replacement pick. For that set. This is Correct. an infiltrator's pick set. Oh. There we go. Hey, there it is. Third one after many missed attempts. You managed to unlock the door. You go two for three, and then over oh 20. <laughs> you open the room, and it looks exactly like it did on the, in the visions. That spiral circle of opalescent stones set into the floor with the statued visage of Aroden in the middle, holding a chalice and an upraised palm. Moonlight's just like, greetings, statue. No response. Is there any writing anywhere in the room? Not at all. Is there any writing on the chalice itself? Not at all. If I detect magic, I'm assuming there's magic everywhere in the room. Oh, fuck, dude. This cup is so goddamn magic. But everything else is too, I'm assuming. Uh, actually, yeah, there is a, a weaker aura of magic, but it's really hard to focus on because this chalice is 
so magic. Does anybody have any ideas for what to do? And it's so weird when you detect magic in this cup, it hits you. Conjuration, illusion, illusion uh, auras are prominent and heavy, but it's not common. It's very rare for multiple auras to emanate from a single magical item. Is is anything in the room arcane? How's my how's my slime doing? Uh, it's it's like vibrating and pointing at the cup, and it's starting to like purr and coo. <laughs> cool. And it evolves. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> now it's a gelatinous cube. Da, na, na, na. And it eats us all. Guys, we got a Roomba for the fucking circus. <laughs> <laughs> I try to mage hand the chalice up just a little bit and see what happens. Wizard, when you mage hand the chalice up, the statue's hand follows it so that the base of the cup is always on the I statue's hand. I slowly move it away from it. And it follows it as far as it can until you move it out of its reach and then its eyes snap to you. I move it right back <laughs> into its hand. Its eyes follow the chalice back into its hand into the original position. That's my only idea, guys. What do you, what do you guys got? I wonder if it has something to do directly with the chalice. Like, if it goes into a bag of holding, can it still sense it? Who's gonna find out? I hand my bag of holding over to Peach Pie. <laughs> Everybody get ready. So what's the plan here, guys? Are, are we sure we, we want to do this? I think the plan is to go up and try and like... What if we all get out of the room and Peach Pie tries to put it in the bag, sprints out here and we just lock the door and run? If we can't mask somehow... Where the chalices? Because it's crazy fucking it's a, powerful magical. It's like a it's fucking a artifact. Yeah. artifact. Why would we not want an artifact? Why, why, why would level, we not want that? What are we, level 6, level 7? Fuck yes, give us an artifact. <laughs> Even if we can't use it because it might kill us, who cares? I would gladly die by, from an artifact at level 7. That's, that's something you brag about. <laughs> We're probably just going to have to fight. Yeah, I know. It's not going to be pleasant, though. I think the best thing we can do is get in position to attack it when it comes to life. Get in flanking. Get ready. Why don't we just tie it up with rope? Hmm. Do you think we could do that? That'd be an interesting idea. We got rope. <laughs> what if I try and tie it up without removing the chalice from its hands? Like tie its legs to get tie its shoelaces together. <laughs> that's very that's very clowny. That is very clowny. All right, I'll allow it. So like, it doesn't I try have and... shoelaces though. <laughs> You'd have to like tie a rope around its. Ankles. I try and tie a rope around its ankles, and maybe try and tie a rope around its fucking arms. Okay. Nah. No matter how good you tie the knot, it would depend on the rope's hardness when it comes time. So. Yeah. Okay. So you tie a rope around its ankles and and where? its arms. Say we put the chalice like directly into the bag of holding. I'll try it, but everybody get ready. See if that hides its magic. I doubt it. Uh, I'm going to step out of the room. I want descriptions from everybody. Where are you standing in relationship to the golem? And what exactly is your plan before you execute it? So I am just to the south of the golem. I have one hand on the bag, kind of holding it open as it rests on the floor. And my hammer is in my other hand. I'm waiting for the wizard to mage hand the, uh, the chalice into 
the bag. And basically, as soon as that happens, left hand goes back on the hammer and attack if necessary. Okay. Jeb, where are you at? I'm behind the construct. So flanking with Peach Pie. Okay. What about Along Moonlight? With my turtle. Moonlight's by the southwest door, ready to dip the fuck away. Alright. Wizard? While they're, while, while they're gonna allow these guys to do this, they think it's crazy. Alright. Fair enough. So, on the count of three? Yep. I'm not in charge of these people. <laughs> and mage hand the chalice, the holy grail, into the bagel holding. And as soon as you do, initiative. Yeah, I assumed. Hoping not. But I assumed. As soon as the grail of twisted desires falls into the bag of holding, the golem comes to life. And with its first action, it breaks the ropes that are binding its hands and it punches at Peach Pie. At least it had to take an action. I knew we should have just manacled it. 43 to hit. Goodness, yeah, that's a critical. Peach Pie takes 48 points of damage from that fist. Okay. Give me a fortitude save. Uh, 30. You succeed. I critically succeed. Haha. Whatever it was. I'll tell you. It's going to use its. You have to. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to use its third action to punch Peach Pie again. No. No. Get a 21 to hit. Hey, that'll actually miss. Hey, well done. After it swings Peach Pie and just connects right with Peach Pie's face, it's the wizard's turn. So the problem with hydraulic push is that it pushes it. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I mean, if you push it while its legs are tied together, it might just end up falling prone anyways. That's fair. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to hit it with uh, my fourth level hydraulic push. I just... All right. Tell me how does that work before you do it. So I do have to hit it with a ranged spell attack roll. Okay. How the fuck does a 28 miss a large construct? Time to leave, guys. Put it back. Yeah, 28 misses. Put it back. We're going to have to come back here when we're higher level. Put it back. Put it back. You have one more action, wizard. I smoked my pipe. (laughs) 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 Got to get some of that sweet pipe smoke before your demise, right? Peach Pie, it's your turn. I reach into the bag, I pull out the chalice, and I place it back on his hands. Okay. And then I pat it on the head and say, Sorry about that. (laughs) I gather up my rump. Can't blame the guy for trying. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, this is, uh, we're going to put a, we're going to put a pin in this come back to it in a few levels. Well, we have to come back with the mask at some point anyways, and we'll yeah. see what happens when we yeah. do that. Fair. Did it disengage already? <laughs> yeah. It did. Yeah, oh, uh, it absolutely did. It disengages as soon as you place the chalice Why back. don't we just fucking kill it? Because the 28 missed, and yeah, but I'll it was... Cr- when it's frozen. Because as soon as you start attacking it, I bet you it attacks back. Probably. <laughs> At least then when you can all get the jump on it. It's a but bitch a to hit. Though. Missed. That means I have to roll a 12 just to hit. A 30 to hit? Is Jebediah uh, Je- hitting Jeb's, it? Jeb's hit? No. Okay. He's taking his turn. Okay. Okay. We, we, could, we couldn't like patch Peach Pie up quick or anything? I can still can. 
Okay, so you real quick. Oh, you just swung it. I can heal him after. Peach Pie puts the chalice back. Technically, after that, it's Moonlight's turn. Oh, so yeah. Moonlight, before Jebediah hits anything, would you have done anything? Except for, let's not do this. Go. Looks like it's relaxed. Let's get out of here. And then Jeb slices it. Yeah. Apparently. Gets, gets a 30 to hit, which does hit. I don't like that I see that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I have. I still have a turn. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. We talked about this at one point. The weapon has the magical trait because it has a fundamental rune on it. It's immune to magic, but we think that's bullshit. It would have actually taken 11 points of damage from that 16 that you dealt it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Six points of damage. So you deal with six damage. It would take cool. six damage, yes. Cool, yeah, we run away. Does it react? Are you going to do anything else with your remaining two actions? Yeah. You can attack it again. I want to know: Does it wince or anything from my? Oh, it's gonna start turning toward you. Okay, well, then immediately after I see that I've done a little pebble of damage off of it, I will look at Peach Pie and be like, "Yeah, let's go." And then Turtle will run out. Did it react to Turtle moving? No. I'm just gonna go south of Peach Pie and hit him with a level two heal. Peach Pie gets level two heal. All right. Just a base. One action one. For 13! I'll take it. Alright. Alright. With its first action, it breaks the ropes, binding its ankles. With its second action, it reaches and swings like a hook around Peach Pie. It has such long reach and punches Jebediah. Oh, Jeb! Jeb's gonna take 19 points of damage. That fist comes around, just boom, hits Jeb right in the side. Give me a fortitude save. 31. That's a success. Uh, 27 to hit. <laughs> fortitude save. 33. You succeed. You take 23 points of bludgeoning damage. Guys, I'm sorry. Now, now it's the wizard's turn. I move 10 feet over here and mage hand my bag of holding back to my hands. How much bulk is a uh, bag of holding? I don't know if you can do that with mage hand. I can. It's one bulk. It is. Oh, it is one bulk. Okay, got and it. And heightened level three mage hand is one bulk. Got it. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Then after the wizard peach pie, it's your turn. With one action, I pick up Jeb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and with my second and third actions, I run out of the room. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, moonlight. Uh, the wizard's gonna say, "Everybody run." <laughs> Yeah, Moonlight fucking runs. I keep going. Close the door. We're, we're no, don't close the door. We're gonna kite this fucker. <laughs> Not fighting it. Cool. Keep running, then. I will fight it. <laughs> well, let me figure out how far I can move. I'm just gonna keep hitting it with cold shit that damp that slows it down. A lot of my ice spells deduct his movement speed, though. Oh, interesting. Okay. So as long as I can hopefully hit them with something, I'm he's going to keep getting slowed. And I'm, I'm hoping he's slower than me, too. I have a 30 movement speed. So Moonlight's done running? Yeah. Jeb? Okay. Jeb is under the arm of Peach Pie right yes, now. Yes, that's true. Jeb, how much do you weigh? What's your bulk? Je you're, yeah, you're you could, yeah, you could carry him. It'll be okay. 
At 6.3 is what I weigh. I mean, where? And then yeah. whatever I weigh up. So I'd, I'd probably be encumbered, but... You absolutely would be. So yeah. how, how fast, how much does that slow your movement down? Good question. Encumbered? You could probably get us out. I'd love that I'm probably still faster than Jeb. You're, <laughs> you're clumsy one and take a 10-foot movement penalty yep. to all your speeds. I don't know. I'm not still faster than Jeb. Your speed's 20, right, Jeb? Oh, it's, yeah, it's only 20, yeah. Mine's only 25, so I'm not faster, but still. So you and I would be, we could be like all the way down here into the bloody room. Where'd Moonlight run to? Way south. south. Yeah, he went south. south. He's going straight for the, the stairs. Moonlight ran through the washtub room where the where the mutilated bodies of the men menagerie folks are into the hallway. Yeah, do you want me to drop you so you can run? <laughs> I'll use my stubby little feet to... <laughs> And then have Turtle run, too. Yeah, Turtle's fucking... She's fast. I'm guessing Moonlight's just gonna hop on Turtle and book it the fuck out of here. Yeah, Turtle will bump into Moonlight and then stop. And then Jeb will move out. Tyler's trying to think of how to, how to prevent us from doing this. No, that's not it. I'm trying to find out exactly how it's going to react. Because we don't have the chalice, right? It has the chalice still? It has the chalice. It has the chalice now. So what it does is it chases Jebediah out of the room. Because this, of course, you know, within rounds, it all kind of happens simultaneously, right? As you all leave the room with the spiral, it stops at the doorway and then uses its remaining actions to return to the center of the spiral. And then it's my turn. And then it's the wizard's turn. And I'm exactly 30 feet from where I believe the chalice to be in its left hand. Okay. I mage, I mage hand it to me, oh and I start God. running. Okay. Okay. The wizard mage hands the chalice to him, and runs. That takes us to Peach Pie. It's your turn. You're in the room with the tubs where the menagerie folks were, just yep. to the south of the hallway. We're going to end up doing a, a whole, like, map all around the map here, so we got to describe what room you're in so people get the idea of where you're at. So, where are you going? I run south through the tub room where there was all the blood and the meat and the ghosts. Yeah, I head west, um, and I'm now in a dining room. Then, Moonlight, it's your turn. I am south of the bathtub room, just saw Peach Pie go running by me. <laughs> the wizard's running toward you with the chalice in his hands going, RUN! RUN! <laughs> what did you do? I didn't steal anything as I'm holding like a ba my bag of holding in one hand and the chalice in the other. I didn't take anything. <laughs> oh my god, are we really trying to run out of here? Okay. Uh, I spend three actions running then. <laughs> so you run past Peach Pie in the yep. dining room. If, if, if these fuckers want to get themselves killed, fine. <laughs> <laughs> just just the himself. wizard. Just if the, the wizard, wizard wants to get himself killed, that's his choice. <laughs> All right, then after Moonlight, Jebediah, it's your turn. You just watch Moonlight and Peach Pie run past you. And the wizard has the chalice, is right next to you, going run, run. Run, run. All right, um... I didn't take anything. Run. <laughs> well, knowing that I am slow AF... And I want to keep up with everyone. I'm going to drink one of my moderate elixirs. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not going to drink an elixir. I'm going to use the bracelet of dashing. Gaining 10 movement speed. And then I'm going to follow the leaders. Where, where are we going? <laughs> I don't think we even know yet. I mean, we're done with this place. Just leave. 
No, I'm just falling behind just the closest I can, yeah. We go back to the top of the round. The golem uses all three actions to give chase. That means it's not hitting me. He uses all three actions to get right in the wizard's face in the middle of the tub room. Wizard, it's your turn. I'm a Boca. I move 85 feet away. Right next Mo- to... Moonlight is the 90th, and I can't go diagonal because I already went one, so it'd be 95. So I'm stuck <laughs> behind Moonlight at 85. The wizard runs up behind you, Moonlight, holding the chalice, running. Hey, Moonlight, look what I got. <laughs> Peach Pie, it's your turn. <sighs> yeah. I run 75, a little bit west, and then a long way south, I go blowing past the wizard and Moonlight, and I am at the base of the stairs that head back up. All right, Moonlight. You better get into that room up there first because of that golem. You've got the diadem. Yeah. Maybe we could make them fight each other. That was my plan the whole time. So I do make it to the next floor. Okay, give me a second to pull that map up. I was like, God damn it, you fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) You're the absolute worst. Does this guy activate... As you enter in, up the stairs, back to the upper Moonstone Hall, this is where the statue that didn't attack those with the diadem is at, and it doesn't even flinch at you entering the room. Free action, I say, if a clay golem comes through, kill it. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know if it'll follow us this far, or... All right. I think it's going to follow us for a while, and I think we're going to actually have to kite it. Jebediah, it's your turn. Where did we? Run? Where are we running? Upstairs, right? Yeah, south up the stairs. And then I'll give two turns to Turtle and have her run to Moonlight. All right, Jebediah continues to run away. Jeb's at the base of the stairs going up. Turtle made it their way up the stairs to where Moonlight is at. That's going to lead us to the top of the order. Wizard, you hear footsteps running toward you. It does not enter your sight, but you hear from the dining room that you just had ran through crunching as this thing just completely pushes aside and smashes the chairs and the tables that are in the dining room. And it's at the end of its three rounds in the dining room is now your turn. I continue to run and I'm like, oh shit, that ghost would be pissed if he was still in existence. <laughs> and I, I just keep running. I hope we run into some enemies that were planning on like ambushing us and we just sprint past them and this clay golem just comes smashing through behind us, <laughs> fucks them up. <laughs> <laughs> Some, like, menagerie people were waiting to ambush us, and he just plows into them. (laughs) Wizard, as you enter the room at the top of the stairs where the statue, the guardian statue is, as soon as you enter the room, it comes to life and starts turning towards you. Begins to draw its sword. Moonlight? Moonlight! No, no, not him, the clay golem! It sheathes the sword again and goes back into position. Thanks, Moonlight! And not the painted man or the short little dwarf, stubby legs, or the tiger. It looks down at you and nods its head. Peach Pie, your turn. I also continue running. Want to throw me onto that map? Yes, I will. I have enough movement to get all the way through that room and get to there. 
So I go blowing past again, the wizard, not really, we're all kind of running together, but effectively I am in the lead. So I actually kind of got to those before them. It's weird how that works. It's weird. It's weird. But anyway, I end up about 10 feet outside of the room with the other golem. Moonlight, it's your turn. You see everybody has entered the, the room now except for Jebediah. Fucking slow dwarf. He's going to kill us all. I think I'm just going to move to the other side of the room. Stay in the room, though, so that this guy sees me. Okay. And cast shield on myself. All right. Jebediah, run up the stairs, dwarf. Running. I'll just move up with there, and then turtle will go right here. Be done. Running up those stairs way faster than he normally does. It's almost comical. Move them stubby little legs. And as you all get to the top of the stairs, you hear the giant golem clomping through the basement. It is still below. Hasn't quite made it up the stairs yet. What do you guys do in your turns? Can we expedite this? Yo, you each get a turn, and do you want to just keep running? Are we going to try and have the two golems fight each other? That was my plan. I was planning on delaying until Golem, the large construct, showed up and then telling this guy to attack it. If it doesn't attack it, um, I tell you to get the fucking chalice back. (laughs) No! No! (laughs) So everybody take your turn all at once. End up where you would be. I'm just going to keep running. Yeah, Moonlight delays at least until after Jebediah. What's your movement speed? Mine is 25, so I can move 75. Turtle will bonk heads against Moonlight, hoping to, like, telling them to get on. <laughs> uh, so once everybody else is out of this room, Moonlight tells the uh, statue, Okay, resume your normal guardianship, and if a clay golem comes, kill it. And I jump on Turtle. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, give me a sec. As well as Turtle can't actually move right now, so... Is this thing gonna jump up through the the ceiling? (laughs) I've been half expecting that this entire time, for it to just plow through the the ground. (laughs) It'd be cool, but I'm still just gonna keep running. Why did you have to go and do this, Ted? Moonlight, you see... It's an artifact! (laughs) (laughs) It's the holy grail! Moonlight, you see, as you're in this room, the you first you hear it, the golem stomping up the stairs. At the end of its three actions, it is in the middle of the doorway leading into the room that you are in from the top of the stairs. The huge guardian statue unsheathes its stone sword and begins wailing on the clay golem. Fantastic. Probably can't do anything to it. Hits it with a 35. It dealt the clay golem eight points of damage. And then it slams into it again. The second attack. Actually, that would have been a minus five. It misses. And then with the third attack, again, minus 10. Hits with a 29. You shitting me? My hydraulic push was off by one. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Deals it 14 points of damage. Okay, everybody gets to go again. What do you do on your turn? Run. Jebediah, Turtle, Peach Pie, and the Wizard are in the Upper Moonstone Hall's cathedral area. Do you all continue to run out of the cathedral? No, Peach- Turtle's with me. Peach Pie waits for Moonlight. I delay. Moonlight tells Turtle to wait for Moonlight to cast a spell before running away. <laughs> and Moonlight tries to cast Chilling Darkness on uh, 
large construct. Well, we're gonna use that uh, one hero point because that's a four on the die. Might as well do it now. It's not really any better. Six instead of a four. I miss. There goes a level four spell. Yeah, I missed mine by one. It was... No, run. Turtle can use that movement speed to get into the room. Moonlight on Turtle's back. Run out of the room after the failed attempt at casting Chilling Darkness on the Clay Golem. Peach, do you want to do something? Yeah, now that I see Moonlight running, I guess I'll continue to run as well. The Wiz made it outside of the entire structure, and he is going to wait out there for everybody and just be like, "Yeah, we good work out. Like, got what we came for." I kind of want to try to fuck it up in this long straight line, hit it with a couple hydraulic pushes and shit, or try to. As they try to. Everybody's all where they should be by the time the it gets to go again. I think so. Hey, what happens? It clomps through the room with the statue guardian, and you still hear the steady steps go through, but you still don't see it quite yet. And it had enough room to get past the stone guardian? It did. Stone guardian did not position itself very well. Everybody's turn again. What are you doing? And I keep running. I feel like, yeah, we need to get in this, like, long, straight hallway. So, like, as soon as we can see it, we can just start peppering it with shells. Yeah. I mean, Ray of Frost is 120 feet. Hydraulic Push is 60. Moonlight, as you're passing through the room with the eye that at the upper Moonstone Hall in the atrium, you hear down one of the side hallways to the north a familiar voice. Oh, there you are! And Gibseb is walking and holding on to his hand, you see like a foot tall with one little tiny leg, one that's longer than the other, awkward, like gnarled looking branches for arms and a knot for a head holding Gibseb's hand. And as soon as you come into sight, it goes, Moonlight? Who the hell are you? Moonlight? I advise running. It's coming. (laughs) We're coming. Well, keep up. (laughs) Then it stomps along, and you hear it crash through the door. Jeb, do you move back with us? And it stomps through the cathedral, and Gibsep goes, Oh my god! You, it's huge! Like I said, run! Moonlight? Yes, you too. Wherever like, you are. It's like hobbly stumps. It's a little, It's a. it looks like a little stunted, tiny leshy. Except for it doesn't have any leaves. Did you it's sleep just... with Gebzeb? <laughs> and it like hobbles along with Gibzeb. And Gibzeb goes, oh, I'm not waiting for you! And it gets up and lets go of the small Leshy's hands and starts flying ahead of it and it limps along towards Moonlight just uh, going slow Moonlight? Gives up. I don't advise getting too far ahead of us though I don't think the guards would take too kindly of you en- ex- exiting without us Do something about it! It's terrifying! Yes it is Is everybody in place? Yes Okay Oh, well, I'll grab we this have little a, weird-ass thing that can't run and put it in my Not pocket. since it moved again. I mean, we can. I can see it. I can attack it now. Can't see it yet. Oh, you can't see it yet? I'd have to move. 
according to which on my turn I, yeah i mean if moonlight says oh he can, that's like can see it. yeah i suppose just barely as it's like stomping through the cathedral you can see like a sliver of it according to the game it's in line of sight according to fantasy grounds <laughs> according to fantasy grounds it's in line of sight and i'll give it to you from where moonlight positioned themselves yes I mean, yeah. that's just... You I'm positioned my, the golem. I was already where I was. So. I know. That's what I'm saying. So on my turn, I would move behind Moonlight and then fire off a uh, ray of frost at it. Okay. Go ahead and roll the hit. I'm going to fire off a third level chilling darkness at it also. Nope. Not going to hit. I did hit with my ray of frost. Wizard hits with a 32. Stop where you're at. Don't roll damage. Okay. I need you to roll 5d10. No matter what your ray of frost does roll 5d10 and that's the damage it's going to take 28 interesting so i don't even roll my normal damage it just takes 5d10 from a single target cold or water spell yes and that ray of frost hits it and clips its shoulder because you just can barely see the thing but you see it and you see it freeze the clay and some of it just starts crumbling off not enough of it though so everybody got their actions? I think uh, Peach Pie will spend his action. I'm going to pick up that weird little stumpy thing with one hand and throw it in my pocket because it can't run. And then I am going to spend one action to battle medicine myself. And I do crit on that, thank goodness. As we and got this. That will be the end of my turn. It's not Drunker Hightead saying it. We got this. I'm curious to see if it's slowed now that... Because Bray of Frost, does that automatic slow or just on a critical hit slow? Just on crit. Okay. It doesn't slow it. it, it well, it slows its movement speed. I was say, it's like a minus 10 movement speed on a crit. On, on a crit, yeah. H5, when you pick up the, the little stunted Leshy, mm-hmm. it looks up at you and it's like knotted head splits in half and it starts opening up like a latch box door and inside of it you see this roiling darkness it's just deep and black it's you can't see like the inside of this thing it's just enveloping darkness inside of its head that looks like the knot of a tree and it goes so really just what happens when peach pie exists every day Except for it's, you know, visibly, well... Sometimes you stare into the darkness, and sometimes the darkness stares back at you, or the abyss, or whatever it is. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, knowing that it takes 5v10 regardless, as long as it takes damage, I really wish I would have taken Ice Storm. Because that 2d4 (laughs) or 2d6 it takes every round for being in the cold would have been 5v10. That was just 4 damage, but it wouldn't have been in it for very long. It would have just moved out of it. I mean, once it gets up into our faces... I would have just cast it like right on it. So really quick, Tyler, do you need like a save for me or something, or is this? No, not at all. This is flavor. The fuck is clone used? That's okay. It said clown. I said clown. It said clone. Sound like clone. Anyway, yeah, I'm done. Golem's turn. All three actions. It stomps through the cathedral and over the eye of Eridan towards the party. And it's about 15 feet away, right at the entrance of the Moonstone Hall. Wizard, it's your turn. I drop a rhyme slick. Okay. I'm wishing uh, Chill Touch actually chill. cold, right? <laughs> uh, so it's a 15-foot burst. I'm going to have it so that it's right between Jeb and the Golem, so that um, the 15-foot burst ends right in front of Jeb. Okay, so that need to make what kind of save? 
It's a reflex save. I dropped it on him, and he critically failed. Yeah. Uh, the clay go- golem rolls a one. Which means 2d4 cold damage, so it's going to be 5d10. Yep. It'll just uh, it is a basic five. reflex save. Does that double on crits, that then? doubles on a crit, then. Crit fail, right? This takes damage from, replaces the damage from any so it, it cold crit. effects. It, it won't, won't crit. crit. Okay, well, it does fall prone for critically failing that. That I will give it, because that's a physical effect on the ground, because it's icy now. And this is all difficult terrain. It's icy now, right? It's all icy. It's difficult terrain. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, that would would fall prone. I'll I'll take prone and difficult terrain, because it's going to take two of its actions just to three back. Well, two to get into range. Not a bad 5d10, 34. It takes 34 points of cold damage as it its feet start frosting over all the way up to its knees and pieces of it crumble away and it slides and slips and falls on its ass. Peach Pie, your turn. Uh, rage and ready action to attack. Okay. Moonlight. Ready action and then rage? Yeah, that's it. Sorry, thank you. Ready action to attack and then rage. Yeah. You ready action and then do something after the ready action? Well, I mean, ready action creates a reaction yeah, based on a, a trigger. And you okay. can use a reaction when you're raged, but you can't use a concentrate trait action right. when you're raged. So in that order, he would have to ready and then rage. If he yeah. raged, it's he wouldn't but with a ready. But are you concentrating the entire time you're I ready? feel like you'd be concentrating until your ready to action goes off. So rage nah. would end it. Rules is written. It. I, I looked into this because when we talked about this, when it first happened in the wolf fight, as intended, it's not supposed to be possible. No, but it's we're rules is written group, so fucking send it. <laughs> exactly, we're send rules it. is written. Fucking send it. <laughs> fucking send it. David, uh, you put that in the podcast. <laughs> Fuck rules is intended. We're written. Uh, Moonlight. It's not always true. No, it's not. That critical failure was great. Yeah, Moonlight has that was fucking clutch. One more cold spell. Here it goes. Nope, can't roll over a fucking six. So that's a big old miss. Another chilling darkness gone. We got Ray of Frost, right? Nope. Oh, not an occult spell, I don't think. Then I will like, move away. <laughs> then after Moonlight, Jebediah, it's your turn. Ray of Frost, action pointed. What? <laughs> Oh, so close. Specifically oh, because, because, because it's, it's thrown. 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 27 does hit. Don't roll your damage. Just roll 5d10. 25. Nice. Straight and average. I'm back up a little bit. Average is better than rolling 5 on 5d10. <laughs> and this Ray of Frost hits it right in the chest. And at this point, after taking several hits of cold damage, that's just frosting through. And you see crumbles of clay coming off of it as it's lying prone on the ice slick. Wait, Jeb, Jeb, why are you in behind me? You're, you're supposed to be in you're front of me. Don't worry, I'm you're in supposed front. to be in front of me. <laughs> this isn't want it to be. The, the whiz is panicking. Jeb, what are you doing? <laughs> on its turn, it uses its first action to stand. Second action. I take my ready action to swing at it. 40. Okay. And I will get a 31 to hit. 31 hits. I will hit it for 21 damage. And then as it moves through my space, I also use my attack of opportunity on it. That's 
two different reactions. Yeah, yeah oh, no, 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 that's no. right. Damn it! I only got one reaction. I was, here I was sitting in my head it's like, ha, I'm gonna double hit it, ha ha ha, and then I realized, <laughs> oh wait, no, never mind. So I didn't even need to ready action. I could have just used my attack of opportunity. No. Nope. Yep. So for the clay golem, first action to stand up, second action to move ten feet, third action to move ten more feet, and now it is in reach of the wizard. Yeah, I don't like that. It's my and it's turn, the right? it's the wizard's turn. Nothing yeah. in between him and the golem at this well, point. Well, Amr put Jeb and Moonlight between us by moving thirty feet back, and then I'll fire off a everything I have left is spell attack roll. So I might as well just do a ray of frost. Ray of frost. That one. <laughs> that one. Yeah, okay. that sucks. Peach pie. All right. Well, let's just take some swings. See how it goes. <sighs> That's a nineteen and a miss. Yep. Swing two. That's a 20 and a miss. Swing three. That's an 11 and a miss. I rolled very poorly. That is the end of my turn. Yeah, tell me about it. All right, Moonlight, it's your turn. You guys, at this point, I just want to set the scene as the the golem is standing just outside the front doors of the Moonstone Hall. You guys are in the courtyard outside of it, and everybody is running and shooting spells at it. Moonlight, what do you do? Moonlight throws a book at it. I uh, hit it for 15, which it resists a bunch of it. Yeah, it takes five of that damage. You hit it with the book, though. I hit it with a book, and <laughs> I move back. <laughs> All right, Jebediah, it's your turn. Ray of Frost. Action Ooh. pointed. Wait, you already used that. You gave me one. Oh, I did. That's right. Oh, my yeah, God. I rolled okay. the I rolled exact the same, same thing. thing. God damn. Woof. Um, After I'll just stand my ground. The clay golem moves forward. I'll take my attack of opportunity on him. Yeah, you will. Hit with a 30. Yeah, you will. Deal damage. That's 28. Nice. Okay, hold on. Yeah, you'll have to fix it. So I should deal 23 damage, or uh, probably 18 damage out of that. It's crumbling apart, and as it's walking by, staring at the wizard, it completely walks by Peach Pie, takes another chunk out of it. With its second action, gets in range of the wizard. And with its third action, swings a fist. He just went straight for me. Dealing. Oh. Of course he is. 40 to hit. Critical hit on the wizard. Dealing 45 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, okay. I have 15 HP. It's the wizard's turn. Uh, eyes getting farther away. <laughs> This is the silliest combat. This combat is very reminiscent of like how we used to play D&D, like Swanee's in my like old group where we just do, because we were fucking kids and teenagers, so you just do the kite most everything. ridiculous things. Just kite everything all the time. Um, I'm gonna drain my bonded item for my second level spell. This is my last use of drain bonded item across <laughs> all my spell levels. Wow. And I'm gonna bring, this is the first time I've used them all. Um, I'm gonna bring back Rhyme Slick. All right. And drop another second level Rhyme Slick. Uh, well, first I'm going to move 30 feet away. So okay. Rhyme Slick is a 60 foot range. Uh, it gets a 34 on its save. Ooh, okay. It was almost a critical success. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing I had to avoid is a critical success. So it still takes 5d10. 23 damage. Is it dead? No, but it is okay, then I'm gonna put this falling to pieces. I'm gonna put that circle down then. Peach pie, it's your turn. Yeah, so I don't think I can charge through difficult terrain. Uh, so instead of doing sudden charge, I am simply going to move up to it 
Yeah, you can charge. It, charges rules is you just take two moves. Yeah, you just take two strides. Yeah, it's not first edition. Oh, well then I'm able to. Yeah, then I'm able to do it. Yeah, it doesn't need to be in a straight line, etc. Getting mail or uh, we're in, I'm in flanking then. Uh, what moonlight's not carrying anything? Moonlight. Oh, I've made it very clear I'm carrying that staff at all times. Oh, that's right, that's right, and it works as a club. You're right. Never mind. It works as a staff. That's right. Ah, uh, good. Twenty-three to hit and miss. That misses. I will take my second attack. Oh, thank that's God. 20. Thank God. That. I was going to say this thing's going to kill me if someone doesn't hit it. Forty-one damage, and as it's a crit, I do not get prone. If it yes. Well, Peach Pie comes up and kind of, whoa, whoa, slips a little whoa. bit on the rhyme slick, just rears the big top stake driver back and cracks this thing right in the middle of its back. And as soon as he does, it shatters into thousands of tiny, icy clay pieces. It's dead. Wow. Wow. Hey guys, look what I got. <laughs> in your bloody hands. I'm just covered in blood. Could you throw a book at the wizard, please? Don't. You'll kill me. <laughs> Moonlight crits on that shit all the time. Wow. Fucking wow. Not the wizard, <laughs> That was ridiculous. A ridiculous session. I said it in the recording and I feel like it bears repeating. That felt like old school being a kid in your parents' basement, staying up all night, playing Dungeons and Dragons, and doing the most ridiculous, stupid, insane things because it's fun. This is why we play TTRPGs. We hope you have a great and safe holiday season, and we'll see you again next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great and astoundingly fun adventures of your own. It's your turn.